Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before this episode begins, I want to personally invite you to become a social. It means member, shareholder. It means you join us. Every month, we produce one exclusive big interview and a documentary special all for our socios. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter. And you'll not only get this month's shows, but also unlock our entire beautiful archive. The latest interview is with Roberto Di Matteo, and this month's documentary is titled Pep Talk, where we delve into Pep Guardiola's developing and interesting relationship with the British media. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to become one of our growing and much-loved army of socios. Part of the role of the Big Inside View is to examine areas of football that the mainstream media go speeding by every day because a narrative becomes established, because there's a need to find heroes and culprits, or because simply there's such a a deluge of football, of information, that really central, vital elements don't get reported on properly or don't even get reported on at all. Therefore, this week's look at Spanish football is to point out that Real Madrid have a gaping flaw right now. And it's not one that Zinedine Zidane can fix. Nor is it one that Ronaldo can solve with his goals or Florentino Perez with his money. Right now, Real Madrid should be aiming at emulating Pep Guardiola's extraordinary feat between taking over in 2008 and the end of 2009 when his Barcelona won six trophies. That was within reach for Real Madrid... It was something that not only were they aiming at, it would have been a brilliant completion of the two-year spell in which Zidane has taken a moribund team after the sacking of Rafa Benitez and made everyone in Spain, in Europe and across the world kneel in front of them. Instead, this flaw that I'm picking on today, that I'm trying to explain today, and I promise you, socios, suggesting a solution, is the fact that the closest thing that Roma did have to a director of football is... Sadly, their industrialist, multimillionaire, 70-year-old president, Florentino Perez. I well remember being at a symposium recently, sitting next to a high-level Madrid media executive who was recounting one of his most recent 
phone conversations with Florentino Perez and he asked, or at least he told me that he asked Madrid president, so going forward, who's going to be your director of football? And Florentino, he alleges, replied, the same guy who bought you La Decima e La Undecima. The same guy who's won the last two Champions Leagues. Me. Now, Florentino works on a signing principle, um, a sporting principle, the Galacticos, which was first invented in the 50s, which flourished in the 60s, which was reinvented from 2000, and in each instance can provide spectacular, flaring periods of success, but in neither instance guarantees ongoing success. In neither instance develops a philosophy of football, an idea of how the team should always be playing, how footballers should be developed, and charts a path forward, and more importantly, in stormy waters, becomes a life jacket to which the stranded or the confused or the swamped can return, go back to basic principles, and set the ship right again. That galactical mode undoubtedly means that with the shotgun approach, you can consistently sign quality. There's no question that if you... And Florentino Perez's idea is, if you believe that to sign the best players around all the time, whenever they're available, then when you pull that off, you will be importing know-how, experience, class. It will help with the marketing. And in instances like the last two years, it can bring you eight trophies and make a debutant coach one of the most successful in the history of Real Madrid. It's not... A useless, it's not an idiotic ideal. And for many Real Madrid fans, I guess the concept of the football pendulum at their club swinging between famine and feast is acceptable, so long as the feast isn't too far away. But here's my central case. The fact that Real Madrid have been so successful over the last two years doesn't simply owe itself to Zidane, the coach, coming in, taking over from Rafa Benitez, who the players saw as a kind of Captain Manring, overly intrusive, overly pedantic, pushing them around in training, talking to them as if they were kids. A manner of succeeding that Rafa Benitez has imposed on several clubs when he's won trophies at Valencia, Inter Milan, at Chelsea, at Liverpool. It was an ill fit at Real Madrid. Zidane taking over was a guy who could show them what he wanted, who understood how players wanted to be trained. It was very similar in one aspect to Pep Guardiola taking over when the Barcelona players went, he understands us. He's recently been an elite professional. He understands what we need to do in training, what we don't need to do in training, what the manner should be. He understands how to pick on merit, who to drop. And for two years, everything was perfect because Zidane was exactly the right light hand on the tiller to reorientate a bunch of fabulously talented guys who were sick of not winning things at club level and who were hungry. Talent, hunger and a new dynamism because of the atmosphere that the incoming French coach brought. I think what people miss is that, as I said, it wasn't simply Zidane the coach that had been the founding stone of this success. Zidane was director of football between 2011 and 2013. Here's Florentino Perez talking about why he appointed Zidane as director of football in 2011. 
gusta esto. No, bueno, yo no creía que a Zidane le gustaba ser entrenador, pero es verdad que en estos años que está en el Madrid, y que he conocido todas las facetas de este club, que como digo, lo más importante es que lo lleva en su corazón, pues eh, decidió ser entrenador, se ha hecho entrenador y se ha hecho manager deportivo, y además está con una ilusión como cuando empezaba a jugar. That was a time when Real Madrid understood that this post wasn't simply vital, but that they had the right man for it. Now, during that time, you could pick on one or two players that were sold and you could argue, was that the right decision? Because the transfer market is difficult, you could pick on a handful of players and say, well, they didn't succeed. But under Zidane's reign, players like Casemiro, Carvajal, Modric, Bale, Varane and Isco were all brought in. That was a point at which Zidane was able to demonstrate that he has a brilliant eye for the right player, that his pulling power in the market is extraordinary. So, for example, he persuaded Isco and Varane to come, but he also persuaded Florentino Perez that he'd been wrong about Isco and that Isco was a must-sign. During the most fevered weeks of the deal between Spurs and Real Madrid to sign Gareth Bale, it was Zidane who was on the phone to the Welshman, talking him through it, keeping him calm and educating him as to what lay ahead. In short, Zidane was a highly successful director of football at Real Madrid. He laid foundations. The players he bought were aimed at a particular style of football. The players he bought were either uh, young, but burgeoning and full of talent and hunger, or in the midst of their careers, ready to demonstrate that they were world-class. It was a potent mix. So effectively, Zidane the coach inherited a squad, which to a greater or lesser degree, he had been responsible for creating. But in case anybody's noticed, the full-time job of managing Real Madrid is not one that blends well with Zidane watching tapes, going to other matches, spotting players, phoning players, persuading them to sign, arguing with the president. He's got other matters on his hand. It means that at the moment, effectively, the football direction, apart from when Zidane says, I want this position filled or I want this player out or... Maybe this player that I spoke to you about two years ago is ready now, I want him. Or, yes, I approve of trying for Neymar. These minor contributions apart, the football direction of this club is now in the hands of Florentino Perez and his right-hand man, Jose Angel Sanchez. Sanchez is exceptional. He's been right-hand man to Florentino Perez since before 2000, when they jointly won the elections that brought Figo to the Bernabeu from the camp now and launched this concept of galactical football to the world again, it having been dormant since the early 60s at Real Madrid. But Jose Angel Sanchez is a businessman. He controls the agents. He's very good at deal-making. He's like Raul Sanlehi, who was recently signed by Arsenal um, from Football Club Barcelona. A vital component, very good at his job, but he's not the football brain. He's not the one to say, this player needs to go, this player needs to have his contract renewed, this player needs to be signed. He's the doer, he's a very high-level strategist, but it's not the football brain, the central nervous system that Real Madrid absolutely require. Nor is Florentino Perez, who's running his multi-billion pound industry, who's 70, and whose concept of football is as simple as just get the next big start in. So there's a gap, a huge gaping chasm and a major flaw which partially accounts for where Real Madrid are now. Let's focus on that. Without a director of football, who is there saying, yes, signing Vallejo and Ceballos and 
Llorente and Teo and Borja is a fabulous statement of identity. It's reducing the age of the squad. It's making the squad deeply more Spanish, something that's been a goal of Florentino Perez for a long time. Who is there to say, what about the the middle class player? What about the, the, the experience that will be needed to replace the absence of Morata and Pepe and James and even poor old Danilo, who is not a favourite of mine, but had won his spurs, had stood in for moments whereby at minimum he's a guy who's used to pressure and who had a number of first team seasons under his belt. There wasn't a football director to say, hold on a second, what about the Alex Ferguson model at Manchester United? How did he sustain success? Maybe, after so many trophies, consecutive Champions League, maybe our players might be a little bit sated. There's a World Cup round the corner. Do we really want to bring in youngsters who will have to cut their teeth in an unforgiving atmosphere and not replace the experience of particularly Pepe, James and Morata? Nobody was there to say that. Nobody was there to spot that danger. That is what a director of football is paid to do. To think like a coach to think like the president, and to think like the squad. Now, because of that, there was an imbalance last summer. But it was augmented, again, by the lack of a director of football in the whole idea of selling Hamas and Morata and letting Pepe go. Florentino Perez, in Galactico mode, was obsessed by Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe's people told him all summer, we're not going to come, we will not sign for you, albeit that we're interested in joining Madrid, unless... Bale, Benzema or Cristiano Ronaldo is sold. One of them must be sold. Mbappe is a hot property. He believes he's in the power seat and he wants to play. With those fit, he doesn't believe he'll play. Now, parenthesis, it turned out that Mbappe and his people were wrong about that. Had he been at Real Madrid, he'd been playing almost constantly. But he didn't want to take that risk. And Florentino Perez wouldn't listen. He believed that the lure of money, the lure of Zidane... The lure of playing at Real Madrid, the fact that Mbappe had been at Valdebebas training as a 14-year-old, the fact that there was what Perez considered an umbilical link between Mbappe, his dad, and Real Madrid would be sufficient, and it wasn't. They failed. Number one, a director of football would have read the runes and said, this message, President, that they keep giving us, they mean it. Secondly, a director of football would have had plan B, whether it be Aubameyang, not for me for Real Madrid, or Lewandowski, an obvious candidate who's won everything that he needs to at uh, Bayern Munich, yearns for a Champions League, um, and who was noticeably unhappy with things at the end of last season. Plan B, name the striker you want, but be aware that a director of football wouldn't have allowed what happened, which was the selling of 31 goals, Hamez and Morata, a lack of replacement for those goals, a lack of experience and a lack of plan B when the whole thing fell down and Mbappe went to a rival who, yes, Roman did have to face in the next round of the Champions League. Director of football was missing. So that's where they are. That's the problems that this arrogance on behalf of the Madrid president um, is causing um, Madrid and Zidane and the squad. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's chart our way forward. What's absolutely clear is that Real Madrid are going to try to um, buy Harry Kane. They're going to try to buy Neymar. This is uh, this comes from briefings from the club. This comes from the Madrid media being told you can push this agenda strongly. We're beginning to soften up the idea um, as far as their parent clubs is concerned. We want their agents to be aware. We want the players to be aware. It's part one of the assault. As far as Paris Saint-Germain and Spurs are concerned, they're entitled to say, hands off, there's no way you're getting these players. But let's look at it from Real Madrid's point of view. Let's not try and get these players to Madrid, but let's look at it as how would you do this tactically? First of all, Neymar doesn't have a buyout clause. And things have changed. In the Galactical model, it used to be the case that money, Figo for a world record, Zidane for a world record, Inter tired of negotiating, accepting money so that they could reinvest it. That accounted for Figo, Zidane and the Brazilian Ronaldo. Money to Manchester City, for example, and to Paris Saint-Germain is not the issue. They can't, Remedid cannot go in there with a beautiful blank check and say, we're going to buy your acceptance. It's going to have to be, if it happens, much more canny, much more negotiated and much more mutually beneficial. Right now, personally, I see Rumadid failing to try and leave or Neymar out of Paris Saint-Germain because the owners of Paris Saint-Germain simply cannot afford that happening. Otherwise, their credibility becomes zero. Could it be negotiated through a director of football that Ronaldo goes one way, Neymar goes the other, and there's some sort of cash settlement? Maybe. Is Florentino Perez the man to handle that? I'm not so sure. But a director of football should be working on that and should be working on, you got it, remember? Alternatives. One of the hardest things that Florentino Perez has done in recent years, and he's hated every minute of it, even when his deputy, Jose Angel Sanchez, is carrying the business on, is dealing with Daniel Levy. Kudos to the Spurs um, chairman. He's been brilliant in terms of squeezing every last drop out of Real Madrid, making them humble in the purchase of Modric and Bale. I don't think necessarily Levy has helped his own club the way in which those transfers stretched on and on and on. But nonetheless... Madrid don't like dealing with him. Again, a director of football in between could be the buffer, could be the relationship builder, could be the guy who begins to try and argue Harry Kane is going to move if you don't go into the Champions League, which is a possibility. Let it be us. We will feed you players back. We will build a relationship. It's a concept at least. But right now what looks like happening is two rams butting their heads against each other when Levy 
and Florentino Perez, or by proxy, Jose Angel Sanchez, come together and begin to talk about Harry Kane or heaven forfend a double negotiation for Pochettino and Harry Kane or heaven forfend a triple negotiation? Deli Alley, Kane and Pochettino? Look, these are hypotheses. I'm not saying they're going to happen. But rumoured are ill-equipped if that's what they want to happen. Moreover, who's the guy who says the player who's not been performing this season but must be kept is Casemiro? The player who has been underperforming this season but must be sold is Cruz. Zidane has a voice in that, but Zidane right now is under pressure. Zidane is looking at survival. Zidane is working out for himself whether he does or doesn't want to be there next season. Who's the guy then that says, let's do an assessment on Zidane? Florentino? Nah. Sanchez? No. Who's the director of football who says continuity can be gained by accepting that Zidane is in his second, halfway through his second full season of senior coaching, at which point Alex Ferguson was was with St Mirren, Carlo Ancelotti was learning the ropes under Arrigo Sacchi. Zidane's progress has been accelerated and therefore his flaws, now that the waters are choppy, are those mainly of inexperience. The fact that he hasn't been sure about how to correct the ill form at home in the league, how he hasn't been able to galvanise his players, that's not his fault per se and it's not a demonstration that he got lucky for two years and he's a hopeless coach. It's a demonstration that he's a very junior coach halfway through his second full year. The amount of accumulated experience he doesn't have as a man-manager is staggering and it makes his achievements over the last two years even more surprising. Will he prove to be more tactically astute? Will he prove to be a little bit better at shepherding the flock in stormy times? We'll only discover if he stays. Is it right that he stays or not? Who should decide that? Zidane himself, his wife, the kids? Fine. But for example... When Zidane recently used a press conference to say, to announce, I don't want Kepa. If you didn't follow that, it was the scuppering of months of work by Real Madrid. Um, Kepa is the young Spanish Basque keeper at Athletic Bilbao. He's at or around third choice for Spain. Young, talented, um, with evidently a great career in front of him. Hungry, athletic, good pro He's out of contract in the summer, or was. Um, it looked like the perfect signing for Real Madrid. His buyout clause was very low because his wage hadn't been renegotiated for quite some time. It looked like a done deal. Kepa was willing to come. And then Zidane said, well, I, I don't need another keeper in this window. Por eso que siempre la, la pregunta, bueno, vosotros estáis aquí para preguntar, eh, pero yo no necesito, como entrenador, yo no necesito un portero. Luego, eh, ahora no necesito un portero. Luego, si en, en junio, en, si hay cambios, si, si nos sentamos y hablamos, bueno, puede ser que, que, hay, que hay posiciones donde bueno podemos fichar, porque además yo creo que son dos años que bueno que no ha venido ningún jugador aquí. Entonces, a lo mejor lleva, llega un momento donde bueno. He was intimating that he's happy with Keylor Navas, and that's something that the rest of the squad feel too. And if you looked at his save, when Madrid are only 2-1 up instead of 4-1 up at the Mestalla at the weekend, you'll understand why. Casilla might be a player that um, they can replace. Um, he's a footballer that looks like a second-choice goalkeeper rather than one that's going to breathe down Keylor's neck. 
But what it allowed people to suggest was that because um, although there's Moha in third place, there is this guy called Zidane coming through. Um, Luca, uh, Zidane's son, is fourth choice. And people began to look at it and saying, is that the dad saying, let's not get another guy in the way of my son? Probably that wasn't. But it was a perception which was allowed to grow. It's caused... Um, an increasing distance between uh, the board members, the president and Zidane um, on that issue. That's something that Florentino and Zidane will definitely get over. They are too intertwined for many, many years. And as such, it's a problem that um, they can supersede, but it's one that shouldn't have existed. It's one that should have been brokered by a director of football between the president and the coach, where at very least if there was a disagreement on it, it shouldn't have been aired publicly. Director of football territory. In all of this... I'll, I'll state my case. It's my opinion, because Ramadan isn't my club, either as president or fan, it's my opinion that there's a very good case that if Zidane wants to stay, he should be allowed to stay. He renewed his contract recently. There's another handful of years on that. He's often said, I'll never be a problem for Real Madrid. Uh, in other words, if it comes to the moment, then he'll fall on his sword or accept walking away. But if there were a director of football, if there were a basic football philosophy, which was the way in which the, the club was developed and run, would they be looking at Zidane and saying eight trophies, um, circumstances have conspired against him from the summer onwards, including not just a transfer policy which didn't work, but injuries and suspension and a renewed football club persona? Would a director of football saying, let's invest in him? Let's help him develop. This is only halfway through his second senior season, uh, fully in charge of Real Madrid. He's shown enough to suggest that we stick with him. We're not looking for a 25-year dynasty like with Alex Ferguson, but we take it on the chin, the fact that there's going to be no league. Copa this season, aim at the Champions League, um, try to eliminate Paris Saint-Germain, see what happens. But in fact not just publicly back Zidane, but say to Zidane, um, we want you to stay, we believe in you, we're going to allow you to develop. We don't expect perfection all year, every year. It's an unlikely scenario under Florentino Perez, but would a director of football be advocating that? I think it's at least a possibility. From a personal point of view, Zidane brings so much talent, so much charisma, so much history to one of the biggest clubs in the world, if not the biggest club in the world, that I'd actively like to see him staying, being rewarded for his work, and I'd like to watch him develop. Whether that happens, let's wait and see. But let's put a final hypothesis. Let's say that either Zidane has had enough, that he's tired, that he fancies coaching France or Juventus or going fly fishing on the Trent or the River Dee. Any of those things, okay, some of those things are possible. Let's say that Florentino Perez has already absolutely committed in his mind that it's Pochettino next because his is the churn principle. Get a good guy in, player, football manager, <laughs> director of football, squeeze every last drop out of him, discard him, move on. That's more or less the, the philosophy that Florentino Perez works under. So maybe Zidane's goose is cooked already. I hope not in both instances. But let's say in this hypothesis that no matter what happens in the Champions League, even if Real Madrid win it, let's say that either Zidane or Florentino Perez says, basta, enough, ya estamos. In which case, don't you see that the obvious thing is that Florentino Perez says to Zidane, we're going to capitalise on what you've learned in your two, nearly three years in charge. We're going to capitalise on the skills that you showed between 2011 and 2013. We need you in here. 
Real Madrid is a club where many coaches, several coaches have had two or three shots at um, coaching. Coming back is an option in four or five years when you've directed the squad, when you've built the squad as director of football. If Zidane isn't to continue as coach of Real Madrid, then an intelligent and logical decision from both parts is that he goes back to being the director of football, is that he has a voice in who gets appointed next, and that he very clearly guides the development of the squad such that there's balance, equilibrium, and a football brain involved. To get this month's exclusive Di Matteo Big Interview, plus that Pep Guardiola documentary, it is time to become a socio. In doing so, you'll also unlock our entire archive of exclusive episodes, which include Rafa van der Vaart, Ledley King, Robbie Keane, Jermaine Defoe, and Kevin Phillips. Think about the goals, the quality, and the stories that that lot hold. The Big Interview costs much more to produce than every other football podcast on your feed. Why? It's mainly because I have to travel to every interview from Spain and my producers need to do so from Scotland. The adverts and sponsorship you hear barely cover costs. Should you become a socio, you'll be helping keep us on the road and help keep us delivering the interviews that you've all been enjoying since 2015. Sign up right now for just £2.99 per month and you'll be supporting the future of The Big Interview and helping us to continue producing entertaining independent content. Go right now to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter. Support us. (laughs) 